Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I dare you to go back to the last place, my God, and thank him for that place. Mercy towards me. Towards me. Send up mercy. I see. Fighting for me is your mercy towards me. Is your mercy towards me? Bring kindness towards me. Mercies I see. Day after day. Have a faithful towards me. Ways providing for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is your mercy towards me? Loving kindness towards me. The mercies. I see day yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is your mercy towards me, Jesus? Love and love, kindness towards me. The mercy I see day. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ever faithful, faithful, faithful towards me, Jesus. You keep on, you keep on fighting for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Mercy towards your loving kindness. He's so faithful. He's so faithful. 
You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful. You so faithful towards me. Provide for me. Great is your grace. For it is your mercy to me. My God, you're so faithful. You're so faithful. You're so always providing for me. <laughs> I don't even, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Always protecting me. Always looking after me. Always being there for me, always supporting me, always encouraging me. You are the lifter of my head, and I'm so thankful. Can I share just a little bit of my testimony? I got some things I got to share with you today, a deeper part of my testimony. But can I just give you something of... Um, <laughs> can I just tell you how faithful he is? Like, can I tell you, like, can I give you a part of my testimony? So can I share something with you? I only share, and I'm saying this because often we prematurely will share our testimonies. We'll share things that we're really not in the position or the place to share. And I, I need to share. I got some other stuff I got to share with you to be obedient to God. But I need to share with you how I know him to be protector. And this isn't a um, a long ago story. This is a couple of weeks ago. Whoa! You, my God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Um. Oh my God, I thank you, 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 I thank you. I have come to know him as so many things I have, but I really learned him this day as protector. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on my way to pick my grandson up, and um, I decided that, you know, I'll go to the post office first because my post office is in that direction. Um, and I don't even know if Shonda is on this morning right now because she's been taking healing. But um, I was um, driving to the post office. I had taken like a long route. Like I like to drive through the city. I'm really moving slow right now. And um, as I was driving, I was just kind of dipping. I just got off the phone with one of my daughters. Just kind of on the phone, on the phone with another friend of mine, on the phone with um, Shonda. And I'm driving up to the same light that I drive up to every time. I'm in the same area every time I go to the post office. Um, the post office is not that far from my grandson's daycare. And uh, <laughs> I get to the light. I'm the first person at the light. Here's my car in this direction. Um, this is, you know, four lanes, our two lanes, me, another car. 
the cross street and I need to cross over and I need to go, you know, straight. And as I am sitting there and I'm, and the crazy part is I'm sharing with Shonda about just God. I'm like, I know, you know, I know the devil is fast on my track. Like this was the morning I think that the, the devotional shut down, like the devotional shut down. It was just a crazy day. But the spirit of the Lord was so high on the devotional. The spirit of the Lord was so high. And I'm sitting at the light. You are so faithful. And I'm sitting at the light. And as I'm sitting at the light, I hear pow, pow, pow. And I look in my rearview mirror. And there is a car approaching me. And he is shooting and he's not shooting at me. I figured this out later, <laughs> but he is shooting at a car that is coming past me. They are driving on the wrong side of the road. There is nothing in between me and this car. Nothing, nothing. There is nothing. The gun is aimed out the window. The gun is aimed directly in the direction of my car. And this man is shooting and the shots are getting louder. And Shonda is on the phone with me. And I just begin to scream, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because I could feel like I'm like this bullet is about to be in my head. This bullet is about to be in my back. Like that's how the gun, that's how it really was. That's how I could see everything in my rearview mirror. Like I see the gun, I see the shots. I see them. They're coming past me. There's nobody. There's nobody around. There's nothing. The car next to me has ducked down. I cannot move out the way. I cannot get out the way. And I just begin to scream, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Shonda is on the phone with me screaming, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you, I just, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they shoot past me. And as they shoot, <laughs> as they shoot past me, I'm still, I, the light is gone. I'm just driving and I just start to worship God. And I just start to thank God. And I just start to bless God. And I pull up to the post office and I'm just crying and I'm just thanking God. And Shonda is on the other end and she's crying. And she's like, I promise I thought you she said, I promise I thought you were shot. She said, because all I heard was the bullets and you went quiet. And she said, uh, she said, and it was so close and it was so real. She said, it went quiet and it was so close and it was so real. Like it was so close and it was so real. And I see him, like I see him, like I see him. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, they get ready to shoot me in my head or my back. Like they're getting ready to shoot me in my head or my back because he did not care. They did not care. Um, I didn't see you. I can't tell you anything about the car, but immediately I began to get in position and I began to pray for them. Like I began to pray for them. I'm like, Lord, protect them. Lord, divert this situation. Um, Lord, do something with this situation. So <laughs> When I tell you he's so faithful towards me, when I tell you so he's so faithful 
towards me. When I tell you he's so faithful, when I tell you he's so faithful, like I had to get out the car and check my back. I had to get out the car and check my back. I had to get out the car and check my head. I had to get out the car and check my car. Um, it's just so real. Like he's so real. The blood, the name of Jesus is so real. God is so real. I, so I testify to his goodness and to he is because he is so real. And it's so funny because I do warfare prayers every morning. But this particular morning, I heard the Lord, you know, read Psalms 91. Take your position in Psalms 91. So when I say great, great is his mercy towards me, great is his loving kindness towards me. When I tell you he's faithful, when I tell you I know him as protector. I know him as protector. Like I know him as protector, like never, ever before. Like I know him. I know him. Yeah. I know him as protector. That's why I worship him. Yeah. He'll give you, he'll give his angels charge over thee. Like he, he'll give you his angels charge over me. It's so, it's so real. Like it's so real. It's not a made up thing. It's not, it's so like, it's so real. His protection is so, it's so real. I'm talking about like, I had nowhere to go. I could not move out of harm's way. I could not move out of danger. I, I could not move. He is a very present help. Like he is a very present help. He will help us. He will protect us. He will shield us. My God, and I can stand and I can, I can worship. I could worship. I can worship in that. I can worship that I know him as protector, that I know him as protector, that I know him. And I'm telling you, like I was shook for the next couple of days. I was, I was shook. Uh, I was having to fight the anxiety. Um, somebody had knocked on my door and it jumped in me. And I was like, look, and I had to process this thing out with him to know that he always has me. He always provides for me. He always protects me. So when I bless the name of Jesus, when I praise God, when I worship God, it's because I know God is for real. It's not because I, I need him. It's not nothing. It's like I worship him for real. Like I worship him for real. And like I'm talking about I got quiet because I was trying to see. And then I just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then I just started blessing his name. And I just started thanking him. Like it's just so he's so real. He's so real. He's so real. So Father God, we just thank you for protecting us. We thank you for providing for us. We thank you, Father God, for your glory. We thank you, Father God, for your grace. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy. We thank you for your tender kindness and your love towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's the day after day after day, day after day. Like he is my rock. He is my shield. He is my fortress. My God. He is my God in whom I trust. He is my God in whom I trust. So when I say I know him as protector, I know him as protector. Like I know how real 
There is no way I'm standing before you today, but him. There's no way but the blood of Jesus. There's no way but that the angels were encamped around me. There's no way. There's no way that no bullet should have missed. But God, like, but God, like, but God. So we just thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. As that song was playing, I just started thinking about, like God took me back to that moment and I had not shared that testimony publicly. My mother does not even know that this happened. Um, I did not want to worry her because this was just right after dealing with the funeral <clears throat> and the death of my aunt. But he is so real. <laughs> he is so real. He is such a... <clears throat> He is such a protector. He is such a provider. And I am faithful to witness that forever in a day. Like I am faithful to witness that ever in a day. And the funny thing is the first couple of times I had to go back in that area, I still had anxiety. But yesterday I had to go right back over there. I had no fear. I had no anxiety. I went right over on Monday. I went right over to the post office with no problem whatsoever. So we, when we testify, when we share our testimony, it's usually when you get to the point to testify, you're really supposed to testify that, um, Testify at the point that you've overcome. Testify at the point you overcome. So he is so, he's so, he's so real. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Now, Lord God, we thank you that you opened the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us a revelation knowledge. Give us a wisdom. My God, I thank you, Father God, for this leg of our journey that we come to know you better in Jesus' name. Amen. That we come to know you better in Jesus' name. Amen. So share the video. Somebody might need to know a real time, a real time, like a real time moment for protection. Uh, a real time moment for protection. Like when I tell you, like I can still, when I close my eyes, see the gun out the car and the man shooting. I was like, he had no regard for my life. He had no regard for anybody's life. And so I just began to pray for his salvation and pray for him. Um, he is so faithful. So I need to give you, <laughs> woo, God is so, something else. So I need to give you another part of my testimony. I need to take a part of my testimony and apply it to scripture. Um, I do not, I'm, I'm going to say this again. I do not share things unless the Lord has told me to share. Sometimes we are prematurely transparent. Sometimes we are not at the place that we need to be transparent. There is a depth. Now, and I'm not talking about real with God. I'm talking about transparent with other people. People cannot always handle every part of your story. And so when God built this ministry on a transparent platform, there are places and seasons that he will bring to bring me to to share a part of my journey. If he is bringing me to share a part of my journey, it is because it is re relevant to someone. It is relevant to the time. He wants me to show you how to take scripture and apply it to your life. Now, I'm going to be real, real with you this morning. I was arguing with God about this. <laughs> Like, can we talk about something else? 
I was telling, I was telling the Holy Spirit that this morning. I was like, can we talk about like, and yeah, and some of us prematurely talk. And I need you to hear me today. And this is what I'm being serious. I need you to listen today, not for the sake of responding. I need you to listen today from a place and ask Lord, how do I use this in my life? Because sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, a lot of us. See, effective communication isn't just speaking, it's listening also. And a lot of times, a lot of us listen for the sake of responding. The only reason we listen to the message is because we want to respond to the message. We are not listening to the message to see what the Lord is trying to say to us in the message. So I need you to listen to what I'm sharing with you today, not for the sake of responding, from a place of God, how do I take this and where in my life do I take this and apply it? Right. Um, yeah, most definitely. When So when the Holy Spirit, I'm laying, I'm waking up, my alarms are going off. When the Holy Spirit started leading me to share this with you, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, can we can we can I testify and talk to them about money and how I've overcome money? And he was like, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, can I testify to them and talk to them about how I overcome health? And he was like, nope, you're going to testify and talk to them about how you overcome your singleness. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about just some things that I've learned in my singleness and how to apply prayer, how to apply pressure. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit totally lead this conversation. Um, if you do not know my story, I'm not going to get into all my journey. I am widowed. I have been widowed for, I'm in the seventh year of my widowhood, the seventh year of my journey. And uh, it has been quite a journey. Um, I never meant to be single. I'm just going to be real. I never meant to be single. I never intended to be single ever again. Um, my husband and I had a clause in our marriage, till death do you part. That's the clause that we had in our marriage till death do you part. And I really want to talk to you today about, um, I really want to talk to you today um, about being persistent in prayer, not begging God, not, not begging God. And we're going to look at Hannah again. And I'm just going to share the things from you with my heart that God showed me. And I'm going to align it with my journey. And hopefully it will help you in your persistency in <laughs> prayer and your persistency in prayer. Um, it was, remember, we're listening for how do I apply? We're not listening to just respond. Okay. Listening, Lord, how do I take this? You can share, you can comment, but how do I take this, what she's giving me today, giving us today? And how do I apply this in my life so that I learn how not to give up in prayer? Because prayer is usually the prayer, the waiting period, the place that we're in is um, where we usually give up. And there's usually a sweet spot in prayer. And it comes to a place when you enter the sweet spot that you also receive the peace. Oh, my God. When you enter the sweet spot in prayer, you also receive the, the peace. Okay. So I want to read Hannah. And then I'm just going to give you some things that I've learned from Hannah's life from the persistent widow and how I apply these. I want you to put Psalms 119 in your notes. And the reason that Psalms 119 is so significant is because David is having this worship moment, this dialogue, this conversation with God, but he is emphasizing 
how important God's word is, how important God's word is, how important his word is to our life. And the Psalms 119 is so long, so I'm not going to read it, but in your, in your, in your personal time, what you need to do is take this, take Psalms 119 and meditate Psalms 119 and learn of how important God's word is. Because if you learn the importance of God's word, it will propel or cause you to pray different. You will not pray without praying the word of God. You will not. You'll begin to you'll begin to persistently pray and you'll begin to persistently stand up in your word. A lot of times we've been so prostrate for so long. And when I say stand up, I'm talking about stand up in our spirit. We've been so low for so long. We've been so overwhelmed for so long that um, and we've been begging God when we should not be begging God. But we should be standing in his precepts, standing in his word and standing in his truth. So I'm going to give, I'm going to read this about Hannah. And then once I read this about Hannah, I'm going to show you how I had to learn how to apply this to my life and hopes that this will help you because sometimes we need a modern day story to understand how this really works. So, and I'm going to bring you to the place of peace because I'm not married yet. So I'm going to bring you to the place of when we receive the peace, right? So let's go to first Samuel and we're going to go to, um, the first chapter and um we're talking about Elkanah which is Hannah's husband and his wives there was a certain man um his name is Elkanah and I'm just going to kind of skim through this right he had two wives one named Hannah the other named Penina Penina had children but Hannah had none this man went up from his city each year to worship and sacrifice the Lord of hosts at Shiloh Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests to the Lord there. When the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions of the sacrificial meat. You need to go understand the culture behind this. Um, to Penina, his wife, and all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion because he loved Hannah. But the Lord had given her no children. Hannah's womb was not open to receive children. Um, and so it happened year after Hannah's revival provoked her bitterly to irritate and embarrass her. <laughs> Hannah's, Hannah's rival provoked her bitterly to irritate and to embarrass her because the Lord had left her childless. So it happened. So, so let me pause there. If, can I say this? And I'm being so serious. There is nothing that can stop the promise of God from happening in your life. You cannot even stop the promise of God from happening in your life. I'm going to say it one more time. You, you might want to type that out this morning. There is nothing that can stop the promise of God for your life. My God, when God means for something to happen, especially when you're seeking him, especially when you're doing your best to live your best from him. I'm not talking about being perfect, especially when you're after his precepts, you're after his love. Like there is absolutely nothing that can stop. There's nothing that can stop the promise of God for your life. But there is a season when something comes. There's a season. There's a season for absolutely everything. And we do not 
determine the seasons. God determines the seasons. There is nothing that can stop. You already have the scripture already says that our books written about you. I mean, I, okay, I hear you, Holy Spirit. I got about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. That's how he's going to give me on this. There's nothing like there's nothing that can stop. There are already books written about you. Your life is not accidental. Even mistakes, even though mistakes were made, even though things happen, even though bad things happen, even though we step outside of God's wills, like your life, things in your life are still providence. Things are, things still happen. Things still, even the mistakes we make, even the dumb stuff, even all this other stuff, things are going to work out for your good. So if something has not manifest or happened yet, it may, it's just not your season. And you don't, the problem with this is Typically, if we've heard from God from something, if, heard, if we've heard God from something, right? Like we've heard God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down in just a second. What we'll tend to do from a place of not being patient is we'll try, go over to Sarah, go over to Abram, the promise of a child. And then there's a producer, they produce Ishmael because they don't want to patiently wait on the promises of God. That because often we do not see God working behind the scenes. We do not see God working in our life because this thing that God does for us is not in the natural. Woo! Come on, y'all. This thing that God does for us, God is not, not, this is not natural. This is not, I. if I could see it, touch it, taste it, then it wouldn't be faith. <laughs> like it wouldn't be faith. This thing that God has for us is not natural coincidence. This is why we have to learn how to master our emotions. We have to learn how to deal with our feelings. We have to understand that when God is working behind the scenes, trust, faith, um, believing, hope, all of those things are in the supernatural. First Corinthians 2 and 14. The foolish man will think this don't make sense. But the spiritual man knows. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon. It is not in the natural, what God has to do for us in his divine timing has not, it's not natural. It may not necessarily make sense to us. So, 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 so this is, so this Hannah, Hannah's rival provoked her bitterly to irritate and embarrass her because the Lord had left her childless. The enemy, the, when there is a promise for you from God, the enemy loves to provoke you. The enemy loves to irritate you. The enemy loves to embarrass you. I will not tell you how many times I've been asked about my singleness and people have equated my singleness to how I look, right? Oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Why are you not married yet? Or, oh my gosh, um, oh my gosh, um, something must be wrong with you because you're not married yet. No, it's just not my season yet. It's just not my season yet. And I okay with it not being my season yet. People, the enemy will agitate you with people who are close to you, right? He'll agitate you with people who um, are close to you, who will say things without seeking the face of the Lord, without asking you, asking the Lord anything, who will say stuff like, well, maybe it isn't God's uh, intention for you to be married yet. You have to know 
what God's promise is for you. That's why seeking the kingdom first is so important. If not, you are going to find yourself compromised. The scripture says hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's what the scripture says, right? Hope deferred is what... But when I put my hope in Jesus, when I put my trust in Jesus, when I wait upon the Lord, that's where I'm going to find my strength. But again, you have to know what the Lord is saying to you about your life. Every promise of God is yes and amen, right? So, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion. Hannah's rival provoked her bitterly to irritate and embarrass her because the Lord had left her childless. So it happened year after year, year after year. Now I'm on my seventh year of being single. I need to tell you I love marriage. <laughs> I need to tell you I loved being a wife. Like not like for real, <laughs> like for real. Like I understand the, the, I understand marriage is a ministry. I understand what it means to be someone's wife, not to be a position, not to be a title. I understand the sacrifice that comes with being a wife. I understand that marriage is so divine and so strategic that if we don't wait patiently on him to divinely connect our marriages, we will create some circumstances and some situations that we are um, not prepared for. But again, there's always an agitator. There's always an enemy that is there to provoke, to bitterly, to irritate, and to embarrass you. Now, let me fast forward you. When you are in a position that your enemy is provoking you bitterly, irritating and embarrassing you and you do not and you don't know or you're not solidified in the promise listen to me in the promise and you're not solidified in the promise then what's what will happen to you is you will fast forward go over there to abraham go over to sarah when it seemed like it was taking the lord forever right you will position yourself and I promise you, you will take an alternative. And how the enemy works is he'll send fakes. He'll send, he'll just sit, he just creatively tries to deal with the f fact that your heart is sick, right? So the enemy knew already, and I don't feel this. Let me be clear. Well, y'all try to coach me through this. I don't feel this way anymore. My heart is not sick for this thing. I'm in a real good place about my season that I am. So you don't try to fix this situation for me. I don't need this situation fixed. I have to state it. I need you to hear me. This is for you. This is for me, but this is for you. There's something for you in this. There's something for you in this. So in this, in this, in this situation, they're always, so when he's trying to provoke you, agitate you, irritate you, it's to get you out of faith and get you out of position. This is why you have to know what God said. So let me go to this place. I can tell you where I was. I was in the closet. <laughs> I was in, yeah, there's always a counterfeit coming to you. There's always going to be a counterfeit that's going to come to you when you need to believe God for something. There's always going to be a fake situation. Anxiety will produce something to make you even think, my God, 
I'm gonna post pictures of my house later once I get this dress in. I got so much to tell you. <laughs> like, I got so much to tell you about staying in faith and waiting and believing and trusting God. Oh my gosh. So, so there's always, like, there's just always when you are compromised, the enemy knows you're compromised because he watches your patterns, right? This is what I love about Hannah, though. These are the things that I learned through Hannah's life. I could tell you where I was. I was in my closet. <sighs> my God, I was in my closet. And as I was sitting in my closet, I told the Lord, I said, you know what? I had been, I dated for a while. I had been through a bad breakup, but the breakup showed me where I was in God. <laughs> That's what the breakup showed me. The breakup revealed to me that I wasn't as positioned in God as I should be, that my focus wasn't on God like it should be, right? Because the breakup shouldn't have took me there. I remember I had made a decision. I'm not going to date. I had made a decision that I'm just going to stay in the face of God. And I was, I remember being in my closet and I remember this was the prayer that I prayed. I said, Lord, I am prepared to be by my self. I am prepared to be by myself. I'm going to take these two little boys. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to go throughout the world. Later on, I hear the Lord say, this is not what I'm requiring of you. This is not, I'm not requiring nor am I asking you to be single. This is not my requirement of you. I already hit. Now, he took me back to another place. He said, you had already petitioned and brought me this thing in prayer. You had already petitioned me and asked me, is it my will, your will, Lord, for me to get married again? Because I only want to be in your perfect will. I had brought him. That's why I said, go back over to Psalms 119 of how the important the word of God is in your divine assignments. How important the word of God is to you. So he co I come in and it divine appointment, divine assignment. So a marriage is a divine appointment, a divine assignment. So I'm sitting in a position and he comes back and he says, he takes me back to the scripture he gave me because God speaks to me through the word because I trust him to speak to me through the word. Come on now. That's a word for somebody. God will speak to you through the word. If you trust him to speak to you through the word, God, trust me, God, God I speak. So when I had talked to him about my singleness, he took me to a scripture I had never read before over in Timothy. And when he took me to the scripture in Timothy, he said, young widows should get married. I'm a young widow. He said, young widows should get married. And he gave all the reasons young widow get married. I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. Right? Well, because of the agitation, the irritation, the embarrassment, um, the prov provoking, the time had gone on. I began to give up on this thing in prayer. I'm going to help somebody this morning. I'm just going to be real, real. I, not begging God, I began to give up on this thing in prayer. 
Two things going to happen when you give up on things in prayer. Either you just abandon it all together and you just go into a whole nother direction. Or you're going to go over there to Genesis. You're going to create an Ishmael. You're going to make up a situation that sounds like God. <laughs> you're going to make up a situation that sounds like God. That's not even God, right? You're just going to do something in your own timing. You're going to be impatient, right? That's So I had begun to give up in prayer. God brought it back to my attention again. This is not my will for you. I truly believe what we see in Hannah is the persistency of the fervency to take this situation before God because she knew that she had, she, there was some birth. I think she visibly saw the birth. I don't know. There may have been a dream. God may have spoken something to her. So let me read this next part. It says, so it happened year after year. Whenever she went up to the house of the Lord, Penina provoked her. So she wept and would not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you cry? And why do you eat? Why are you so sad and discontent? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? My God, right? Here it is, another substitution. Why are you so upset? I truly believe she was upset because there is something inside of her that says, no, you have a baby in you. There's a baby in your future. You're supposed to give birth to this. Same for us. There'll be dreams and visions and things inside of us, and we'll lay them to the side like it's no big deal. But then every year around the same time or certain things happen, those things begin to bubble up inside of us. And I think every year when she got to this place and she got to the holy place and she got to the temple, she just could not. She had to release her all to God. It says, so Hannah got up after eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his seat besides the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. And I've taught on this before. If you didn't see the message, I did a Bible study in Houston that I taught, taught more on this. So you can go watch that Bible study. It says, Hannah was greatly distressed and she prayed to the Lord and she wept in anguish. She made a vow saying, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction suffering of your maidservant and remember and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. A razor shall never touch his head. Now, let me say this strategically to you before you go making a vow. Go over to Ecclesiastes. I think it's five. Don't open your mouth till you know that this is a vow of the Lord. And this is a vow that you will. Don't make no vows that you can't. Don't don't. It's, it warns us over there, don't speak openly and boldly before the Lord. Don't say to the Lord, if you bring me out of this, I promise you, I ain't going to never do this again. Don't, don't do that. Those are foolish lips. Those are foolish lips. Know what you're saying to God. It says, now it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, mind. Only her lips were moving. I feel like Hannah was praying in the spirit. <laughs> I feel like Hannah was praying in the spirit. Like Hannah just was going there in the spirit. Hannah was intentional in her prayers. Hannah was pushing in prayer. Hannah was driving herself in prayer. Hannah was bring Hannah knew the only person that could answer this, that could change her destiny, that could change this position in our life, that could change her from barrenness to fruitful was God. 
Hannah knew nobody else. Hannah knew nobody else. Even when Elkanah was like, girl, I got you. I give you double portions. I'm you so blessed. Hannah was like, that's good. But this is an unfulfilled promise in my life. Skip over. I want you to skip over real quick. I'm going to round this up. It says, what can we learn from the parable of the persistent widow? Right? Luke 18, 1 and 8. And he told them, this is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus talking about the persistency in prayer. This is Jesus speaking over persistency in prayer. And he told them a parable to the effect that they always pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected him. And there was a widow. Come on, y'all. And there was a widow in the city who kept (laughs) coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward, he said to himself, though I neither fear God, this Jesus speaking, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'm going to give her justice so she will not make me down for her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God... My God, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, (laughs) when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? He will give justice expediently when we pray the will of the God the father for our life I promise you I know Hannah knew that it was God's will for her to have a baby that's the only way she could be this persistent some dream something inside of her stirred up to say no this is the promise this is the promise might look foolish, might look crazy, but this is a promise. But this was also an intimate moment between her and God. It said, now it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart mind. Only her lips were moving and her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, how long will you make yourself drunk? Get rid of your wine. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord. I am a woman with a despairing spirit. I have not been drinking wine or any intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul. Come on, y'all. I'm about to wrap this up. I have poured out my soul. I poured out my soul. Hannah said, I'm not giving up on this promise. I'm not giving. I'm not giving up on this promise. I'm not giving up on this promise. I'm not giving up on what I know the Lord told me. I'm not giving up on the word that he brought me. I'm not giving up on the prophecies until they're fulfilled. I'm going to act like Jacob was when he wrestled with Israel. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting you go until the promise is fulfilled. I'm not letting you go until I see it manifest. Genesis 19 and 34, right? Then the next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay with my father last night. Oh, that's not it. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
and make him drunk with wine tonight. And then you may go, mm, that's not it. No, mm, let me skip that. Thank you, Lord. It says, do not regard your maidservant as a wicked and worthless woman. For I've spoken until now out of my great concern and bitter provocation. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you your petition that you have asked of him. Hannah said, let your maidservant find grace and favor in your sight. So the woman went on her way and ate and her face was no longer sad. No longer sad. No longer sad. The reason that her face was no longer sad was because she had placed, placed this really in a persistent... I want to tell you something. I'm just being for real. There is a sweet spot that you will come to in prayer that regards be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 18, everything in prayer and supplication, making your request known before God. And he's the God that's going to answer with Thanksgiving. And then he's going to give you a whole super, lot of supernatural peace. If you are still worried over it, if you are still anxious over it, you have not properly positioned yourself in prayer. Go back over into Psalms 119. 119. You, <laughs> this is why you got to know what his law, what his word says, what his will is for your life. This is why your personal prayer life is so important. This is why your intimate relationship with God is so significant. My God, you got to begin to ask yourself, who do I run to first when I'm in a circumstance or a situation? Who do I seek out first? So back to my own personal prayer life. I was in a position and place again where I'm just going to be honest with you. I just kind of said, Lord, it is what it is. God brought me back to a position and place and said, this is not my will for your life. Begin to pray the word over this situation. He gave me a scripture to stand on. Genesis 2 and 18. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And then he gave me something to put at the end. I, Lakeisha, am a suitable helper. I, Lakeisha, am a suitable helper. When I begin to apply the scripture to my singleness, the peace that passes all understanding works. The word began. Go back over to, thank you, Lord, for the reminder. Go wrap this up. <laughs> thank you for the reminder. And then let me show you what he began to do for me. <laughs> he began to do for me. It says, I, John 15, I'm the true vine and my father's a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've given you. The teachings which I've discussed with you remain in me and I'm going to remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself. So not remaining in other things. Not seeking other things to fulfill what's missing in my life. Not trying to make something up. Not trying to go get it for myself. Not, not, not being moved 
by my agitators, not being moved by my irritated, not being moved because other people are getting married, not feeling like I'm too old, not feeling like I'm too old, not feeling like I got too many kids, not feeling like my God, because it's so much, what God has for you is so much deeper than this, right? Whatever God is calling you to, it's so much deeper to this. So he said, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith. You cannot, you cannot do it. He has to do it unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, in me, him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from your vital union with me, you can do absolutely nothing. If you're cut off from me, you can do absolutely nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they burn. Here's the part. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourself to be my true disciples. So in my positioning, in his word, he remains in me. I remain in him and then I am anxious for absolutely nothing. I am, I am okay with the season that I'm in. I am not rushed in the season that I am in. I'm not moved about what I see. I'm not going to let no agitator. I'm not going to let nobody in my DM, in my inbox. I'm not going to let nobody who think I might be the one approach me. I'm not going to sell myself out. I'm not going to put myself out there. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to place myself in a position in which I need to be seen. But Ruth made a proper presentation, right? Ruth made a proper presentation, but the scripture is real clear. And he who finds... So in the meantime, in my meantime, in my singleness, in the seven years, what I've been spending time is remaining in him as he prunes me and prepares me to be his wife, not my husband's wife, right? Because I've been a wife before. I had the grace to be a wife in one marriage. I have the the circumference of what a wife is because it say he who finds the wife uh, find good thing. Find, he finds his good thing. When he finds a good thing, he obtains favor for the Lord. But she's already a wife. So in my preparation and remaining in me, he has been working in me to produce fruit in me for the next season and cycle for the next man of God. And because I've prepared myself to remain in him and to trust him with this situation. He's revealed things to me over time that he will need. He's revealed things to me over time that he will like, but more than anything, he's dealt with me about me. But because I chose to put the word of God in my mouth, in my heart, his words. So I have no doubt that I, what I've prayed is going to be answered. I don't have no doubt in there. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that what I prayed is not going to answer because God had already explained to me and told me this is his will for my life. Not Lakeisha's will because I can be by myself. I'm just going to be real. I'm an introvert in nature. I can be chilling by myself. No, this is God's 
will for my life. So it's up to him to work out the divine strategies. <laughs> remaining in the vine is going to produce it. Not remaining in myself, not trying to figure it out, not trying to do it on my own. And this is not just for marriage. This is for any promise God has given you. This is for anything. So we see in Hannah the persistency in prayer. We see we see in Hannah, one, take your burdens to the Lord. Two, if you properly take your burdens to the Lord and you leave them there, guess what's going to happen? He's going to give you a peace. <laughs> He's going to give you a peace. And the reason you're going to have a peace is because you're going to know what the word is said. He's going to reassure you. I'm in control of this. And then what he's going to do is he's going to give you grace. And when you learn to receive the grace, you're going to be okay in your singleness. You're going to be okay in your darkest hour. You're going to be okay waiting on the Lord. And then the next thing that I know is he's going to give you joy, right? I promise you he does. He's going to give you joy, right? He's going to give you joy. He's going to give you the joy you need in the meantime until the promise comes. That's it. Father God, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for your word. I thank you for this testimony. I hope, Father God, that you are pleased. I thank you, Lord, that this word is planted in their heart, that they will not be, they will be persistent and they will not give up in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Let the joy of the Lord become your strength. So take this today. And ask the Lord, show me this. Show me how to apply this. Show me what your word is saying to me in this season so that I can have that same peace and joy that Lakeisha has. So that I can have that same peace and joy that Hannah has. And then I can go ahead and go about my business and occupy till it comes. And I can go about my business and I can occupy until it comes comes until it comes. Two things. Whew. If this word has been a blessing to you or God is leading you to partner with this ministry, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, click the button, give there, or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ ministry. You can find out all the things about us. Second thing, if you're not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, how the word, how the word does a greater work in you is through Jesus. How the word does the greater work in you is through Jesus. So I want you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Repeat after me, dear Jesus, woo, I am sorry for my sins. I am in need of a Savior. Please come into my heart and I promise to serve and love you the best that I can. If you have prayed that prayer. Please send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. Can I tell you something? Do me a favor. Share this today. You don't know. You don't even, it's not even, I'm not even talking about, I want you to put it on your timeline because you'll be amazing at how many people have come to this devotional by people putting it on their timeline, not just inboxing them. You'll be amazed at the number of people who have testimonies and stories that are saying, I just saw you in the feed and the Lord led me to listen. Share the video, share it. Somebody needs this testimony today. Somebody needs to not give up in prayer. Somebody needs to know that the same Lord that protected me, the same Lord that's keeping me in my single season is the same Lord that has them too. In DM on Instagram, copy the YouTube link, send it out. Somebody 
needs this word today. Somebody almost gave up today, but because they're here, they're being persistent in prayer. Now, I want to seal this in the blood. Father God, I cover, cover this devotional in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against it shall prosper. No weapon formed against it shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. I thank you, Father God, greatest your faithfulness in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me speak the priestly blessing over you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. See you back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Be right back here in the spot. Love. Peace and blessings. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I glory. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.